to getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. Uh, it's too late. Your okay. ego is fully erect. Thank you. Welcome back to another week where we've got more things to say. Oh, we're coming in with a lot of hot opinions today. Well, I think I'm most Mine is I'm the hottest. Well, it always is. I'm here to absorb your opinions. Thank you. I have opinions on specific things, but not on the overall subject of today, mm. which is June. 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 The movie or Dune. The movie Dune, and we might we might touch on a couple other. Mostly, this is well-known sci-fi. Yeah, franchise. Sprinkle them in. Keep We're you guys wanting more. In. Yeah, you know. Um, you, okay, so, so you saw Dune. Well, also, we're just getting ahead of ourselves. We're sorry. so excited. We, we were so excited. We're so excited. We're talking about Dune, mm -hmm. and what are we making? We're making a, an El Clasico for me today. <laughs> My famous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're making my kale Caesar salad, and I say my because it's a... It's a Chris Morocco recipe. Uh, yes. It's Sumi. not my recipe, but it's something that I bring to... Every gathering. Every gathering, and yes. Well, um, you, have from... quite, you have quite the rota of things you bring, but this is oh. a popular one. <laughs> this one is popular. It's very tasty. Um, as you said, so it's a Suli and Chris Morocco's recipe lifted from the archives of Bon Appetit oh, website. From the very depths. Yes. Or oh. sorry, the the dressing is the dressing is. I don't think their recipe specifically calls for kale. Um, the reason why I do kale with my Caesar salads almost exclusively is because um, I used to work at a winery where at the restaurant they would do kale Caesars, and I just fell in love Listen, with the way the texture way better to the oh. dressing than any kind of like romaine or whatever. Like romaine is good, but romaine or is just iceberg. so watery. Yeah. Like uh. kale gives you, I like when kale gets a little soft in the dressing too, because mm -hmm. it's still so firm. It's still, yeah. Even when it's soft, it's hard. Real, real hard to get soggy kale. And it's the best. Tell so um, <laughs> we're going to be making that today. Um, the recipe itself for the Caesar salad dressing is very, very traditional, which means chos. Lots of anchovies. Oh, and we have we them the right millionaires. here. Oh my god, this is like a this branding is so so retaily. This branding is on brand. It's yeah. got a fish with a top hat because he's fancy and white and red. The classic font. I love uh -huh. that. So uh -huh. Cl Club de Millionaire. Yep. Fish. She is very small. Is the tagline. She know, is very small. Don't know how to fish. She is very small. No fish, comma. It's nope, just, just fish. She is very small. She is very that's small. That's a lot to take in, but that's okay. Yep, yep. Anyways. So, uh, so yes, we're going to be using anchovies. We're going to be using egg yolks, um, Dijon mustard, a couple different types of oils, and uh, all of it is going to be emulsified in a bowl. So right from scratch. Hell it's yeah. the only way to do it. I'm excited. I love this Caesar shot. Or Caesar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Caesar. Yeah. Why is it Caesar? I'm struggling. All right, well, I'm going to get... got one brain cell, and I gave it to the kale Caesar salad. Oh, good. I need you to save it for, for the dune. Discussion. Yeah, I'm, I am ready. Now that we've uh, given the people an overview, and you're crushing that garlic. Yes, so um, I'm going to get started chopping up the garlic and anchovies. We're going to turn them into a lovely little paste ahead of blending all the rest of our ingredients together. Sexy. And um, one thing I will say for the benefit of the listeners, because uh, once again, we not say it every episode, medium. but it's not a visual medium. Um, I t 
typically don't do traditional breadcrumbs with any of my salads. Um, I do like having a breadcrumb type element but you don't with want the a, too big of a or crouton. sorry, not not a breadcrumb. I mean croutons because I was staring at the container holding my breadcrumbs, which is what I do in place of croutons. So we're doing um, pastine panko breadcrumbs. I like doing these just because uh, the way it distributes throughout the salad, like you do get a bit more crunch with every bite. Love that. And it's just very satisfying overall. We, and we love to be satisfied. We do love to be satisfied. We do love to be satisfied. And uh, we said that too many times and I feel like it got a little weird. Oh. <laughs> satisfied? Just, yeah, I'd just like to address it. <laughs> but um, So I'm going to get you, Delan. <gasps> To be in charge of the breadcrumbs. Oh my god, thank We're gonna you. saute them in the pan with a little ivu. Would love that. Medium heat? Yes, please. Mmm. A little drizzle for you there. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, so finally. You've, yeah, you've seen Dune. So, yes. I haven't seen it yet. Dune, um, the, the movie that is kind of the talk of Hollywood right now, just got released in theaters, what, a couple mm. weeks ago? Yeah, and also I think on like... HBO Max? Yes, it will be streaming. So I'm just going to preface this by saying, yes, I did go to see the newest Dune, which is currently in movie theaters right now. I have not read the Dune books, and I did not see the original Dune uh, movie version, which uh, stars Kyle MacLachlan, who a lot of people would recognize from Twin Peaks, Sex and the City, How I Met Your Mother. He's guy that gets around he works yeah i forgot he was in how i met your mother <laughs> yeah the captain yeah wow that show is that show did not age well <laughs> yeah i we don't have enough time for me to also get into <laughs> my thoughts on how i met your mother so true. um so yeah so i went into seeing dune in the theater the current one um just totally new and blind for lack of a better word i'd yeah. seen the trailer but that was about it mm-hmm. um did you see the trailer when it dropped i did yeah so we're a dune household okay so the book has been read it has yep um i haven't actually seen the original okay i feel like it's not it was not streaming for ever really like i found i feel like it was hard to get a hold of probably so with that being said um yeah, I had seen the trailer. I obviously knew the majority of the people that were in the movie. Um, it's a pretty star. It's a pretty star-studded. Oh, cast. it's a very heavy roster, but it was weird because there were a lot of very famous people in it that I was sitting there in the theater just going like, I had no idea so and so was in this. Um, I knew that Oscar Isaac was in it. I knew that Zendaya was in it, and I knew that Timothée Chalamet, you knew that your sleep demon, was that my fucking nemesis was in it. Um, and that was about it. And then when I saw Stellan Skarsgård, oh, yeah. Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem, oh my goodness. There's a whole, and um, Charlotte Rampling was in it as well. Um, oh, for Christ's sakes. She plays Lady Jessica. Oh, um, <laughs> I know her name has completely escaped me. She's Rebecca Ferguson. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, she was in it. I, it was very funny, actually. Um, I went to see the movie with um, my partner and a very good friend of ours. And I was trying, we're on the walk over there, I was trying to describe, as I do, where um, they might have seen some of these more like B-list, but like acclaimed actors, like sure. Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> when I was talking about her, all I said was, hey, you remember 
the movie The Greatest Showman, and there's that one redhead that Hugh Jackman falls in love with for like a hot second. That's her. That would be her. But not. I, so I googled it because I was like, is that, I wonder if that's what she actually sounds like when she sings. No, that's nope. not. Not at all. Nope. No, it's not. That's very. I, interesting. I was like weirdly kind of disappointed. With what? That it wasn't her. I was like, because I personally, oh singing, you mean? Yeah, because I personally found her what? performance like a little. I don't know. She definitely she plays something stoic. Yes, stoic is maybe a better word. Yeah. Well, look at those anchovies. Oh, the choves. We're starting with three right now, just because not everybody loves a super fishy. I am not a super fishy person. Oh, and that's exactly why. Uh, we you know always so start well. with a few and then get. A couple you can more always add more, but you can't take the choves out. You can't take the choves many, out uh, once they're in the dressing. How oh. many uh, drums do you want there? Um, whack. Yeah, give it a good give it a good shake into the I'm into gonna the sprinkle pan. and you say when. Alright, that's good there. Oh amazing. Get those nice and crispy. So Dune is directed by Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Who is a French director. He directed Arrival. He did Blade Runner 2049. I think a lot of people would be familiar with that one, the Ryan Gosling Blade Runner. I had a, I had Norwalk virus so when I watched Arrival. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't, it didn't kick in until halfway through the movie. So, from what I saw, the movie was terrific, but the rest uh -huh. of it was spent just me, just violently ill. Oh no. Yeah. But I would like to watch it again. Okay. Yeah. So, so far I'm a fan of this stuff. Okay. And you know what? Where he, again, he's very acclaimed. Arrival, I remember, did really, really well in the uh, award show circuit the year it came out. Mm -hmm. So I was expecting really good visuals from this movie. And uh, I definitely got them. Okay. And uh, that is where my positive critiques of the movie stop. No. Fully. Okay, but what about what about the score? I've heard the score was incredible. Um, the score was good. Here's it's what Hans Zimmer. It is a Hans Zimmer. Here is what I will say. This apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh. This is the first Christopher Nolan movie he has. I was about to say I was like because you know famously he did do Inception, <laughs> which we both know is absolutely a, a masterpiece favorite. of a score. Um, so the runtime on Denis Villeneuve's Dune is two hours and. 35 minutes. Okay, not a short movie. I <laughs> had no idea what, where <laughs> the beginning was, where was the middle, <laughs> even the, the end, quote unquote, because at, at the beginning of the movie, they do flash a title card on screen that says it's part one. So okay, you're already so you kind of set up to think that the story is going to be split. But even so... I was just, I was like 45 minutes could have gone by. It could have been an hour and a half already. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. And it wasn't because you were so absorbed that time seemed irrelevant. No. And also, I, I love going to the movies, especially like being in a theater. And there's nothing I love more than getting so wrapped up in a movie that you just, like, you can't, you don't can't even blink. Away. These are getting nice and golden brown. Oh, how, how gold do you want Fantastic. Them? Um, maybe a little golder. A touch deeper than they already are. Oh, a touch, just a touch deeper. Just a touch but yeah, deeper. I love that when the movies are just the movie you're watching is so engrossing that you don't want to, you don't want to like go out to pee. You, you forget don't want to away. who you're sitting beside, like. Or even, I don't know if you've ever gotten this where like a movie is so emotional that you almost get like the shivers. Yes, I've gotten the chills so from like, before where it emotionally taps into something that you're like, whoa. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have whoa. to look into that later. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna have to do a little soul searching later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that was not the case with this film. Um, I found the storytelling method incredibly jerky. It was Ooh, jerky. Okay. Yeah, like jumping between scenes. How do I describe this? And this started at the beginning of the movie and they kept doing this for the rest of the movie. You'd be in one building with Oscar Isaac having Which is like where a you be. I mean that's where you want to be. Full beard, oh, yeah. full salt and pep hair, space just daddy. Looking really like severe yeah. and intense and imperial. Uh -huh. we, we do love that. This is what we love, yep. You'd spend about 30 seconds in that room with him and his advisors. Then you'd jump to Timothy Chalamet, just like staring into the abyss, contemplating his life. <laughs> then you'd jump to, I don't know, Rebecca Ferguson in a room reading or learning about some special space species or whatever. Then you'd jump back, 30 seconds later, you're jumping back to Oscar Isaac and you're like, okay, something important must be going on in this scene because we're back to him. No! Then you're back to Timothy Chalamet and he's just admiring his hand in a pool of water and you're like, <laughs> you're like, what? What? And it just kept going like that. It was just so strange. Hand in a pool of water. It was so disconcerting. It was dizzying is what it was and not in a good way. Like, I just, I could not understand what what was happening? The objective of these scenes were it was so cut up and like caught, like quilty like that. Like there's had no flow to the story. Everybody in that movie was playing their characters at the same note, which was miserable space people. Well, I mean, to people be being fair, miserable in space. The planet of Arrakis is horrid. It is well, I shouldn't say horrid. Yeah, it is just a dusty. It's a, let me say, it's a place Anakin Skywalker wouldn't want to be. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, you know how. That is kind of the mark of a like a good actor is you can play up and down regardless of what the circumstances of your character are. Yeah. Just so that there's levels. The only person in that whole movie Space was Daddy. playing with levels. No. Huh? Space boyfriend, Jason Momoa. Oh. It's Duncan, Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho. Oh my god. He I was absolutely mesmerized by him. He Speaking did such a good job. What? Explain what you just did with the anchovies and garlic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Technique. Oh, thank you. Um, just took our finely chopped garlic and chives here and uh, started grinding them into what I hoped would be a paste with some large pieces of kosher salt. Um, it is looking a little more paste-like, but there's still pieces. So once we start we'll emulsifying everything together, it'll uh, it'll blend up a little nicer. It does this every time I make. So back to Duncan Idaho. Oh, yes. Back to Duncan, Idaho. So, yeah. That, that, that's generally how I feel about that. Also, um, what did I, how did I describe this? <laughs> Zendaya? Yeah. Smartest person in that movie because she wasn't really in it, but I can imagine she got paid a lot of money to kind of look over her shoulder and give a like a little desert smirk Ooh. to Timothy Chalamet every time he had a dream sequence about her, a flash forward about her. And I was just like, oh, really? I was like, we're still doing that narrative where she's just like this dream girl that he's been fantasizing about for the whole movie and then he meets her in the last like 30 minutes. Yeah, because that's what I heard is they only introduce Chani at like the very end. Yeah, but her character pops up, I'm not even joking, Delaney, at least four different of the same dream sequence 
I'm like, like kind of at the top of that desert smirk. Yeah, desert smirk. Oh, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating. In any case, um, those are my initial thoughts. What? Uh, I mean, that's a lot to unpack. Do you have anything to counter that with? Just because you you do have all the source material and you you know. I mean, it's the book is is extremely detail heavy. That's what I've heard. Right. So like the the creation of the world of Dune, the world building around it would be intense. Mhm. Um why the editing is so jerky, I will have to assess when we watch the movie. Cuz that's so the that thing. That doesn't seem like that would really have anything to do with the world building, but if anybody has listened to our Lord of the Rings episode, which I really hope you have, um world building and really detailed like fantasy worlds are not my problem. No. My problem is ineffective storytelling. See, and I feel like, I mean, I, I know we already mentioned Inception once, which is not like a, a space movie. Like we sort of mm-hmm. said we were going to maybe bring up some other big uh, space operas, but mm-hmm. I feel like things, Christopher, one of Christopher Nolan's skills is managing to build a really comprehensive world that maybe has some strange features to it without it being yes i don't know i don't know maybe maybe to me is like maybe in part two like this is all big setup and it's all gonna work really well together but i'm i'm i don't know i can't really comment because i haven't seen it yet but i I would be curious to get your thoughts the book is is intense and there's a lot going on there's appendices Oh, you know, reference material. Oh yeah. Oh, because I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's an entire, yeah, like it's an entire world. There's things and and mm-hmm. groups and, and and races and animals and magic <laughs> things that you just like you're not gonna inherently know. So yeah, I don't know. It was <sighs> Timothy Chalamet good. Did we like his performance, or was he like extremely one note, like everybody else? Ooh, is that the egg? Oh yes. I'm just giving it a little and the Dijon. Pre- pre-whisk. Um, egg, lemon juice, and Dijon have been added into our uh, our lovely little chove and garlic mix here. Um, but I am going to uh, use an actual electric blender. Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah, you to know, emulsify other, the oil. Other than that, it's just chunks of chopped up anchovies. Yes. Um, what I'm going to do though, just so that I'm not blending while we're trying to talk, I'm going to grate the parm in anticipation of adding it to the blend. That. So. Timothy Chalamet. Back to Timothy Chalamet. We always, all roads lead all back to Timothy All roads lead back Chalamet. to Timothy Chalamet. And uh, I am going to tell you a story that may seem a little off topic. Okay. But I promise back. it's going to circle back. All right. So uh, this weekend, I was lucky enough to see the new Kid Cudi documentary that's on Amazon Prime. Right. Um, Kid Cudi, for anybody who's not familiar with his music, um, his most popular songs would definitely be Day and Night and The Pursuit of Happiness. Like, uh-huh. those are the most well-known, I would say. Okay. Do you know? No. What if Could I... you tell by the blank stare on my face? Can you play it? Uh, I, can, I can sing it a little bit. Oh! I don't... <laughs> that would be even better. No, I, I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but, like, it's like, day and night, I toss and turn. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And then, um... I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know. Nope, that one doesn't ring a bell. Really? Listen, I'm, I, no, you know that I have okay. like the most. Like, I don't keep up. Pursuit with of happiness, going. really? Oh man! Everything you ever play when we're here, I, I don't. Know. I've never heard of any of it. I know. 
It's okay. And, and I was taking a shot in the dark. And, and, and it missed. But I respect, I respect it. Carry Thank on. You. Thank you. Um, anyway, so there were a lot of people that were interviewed for this documentary about Kid Cudi's uh, body of work and his all of his albums and he, you know he's written for Kanye West he's written for a lot of really famous people as well and so you know Kanye was interviewed for the documentary um, a lot of other artists and <laughs> Timothy Chalamet because he's a big Kid, Kid Cudi fan isn't he I don't know well I've seen him well see I've seen him on his Instagram bring up Kid, Kid Cudi I mean me too that doesn't get <laughs> what I <laughs> I literally that I such ferocity. Halfway through this documentary is when that fucking curly mop just pops up out of nowhere and I'm not even joking. I was livid. I was like, I can't get away from him. I cannot get away from him. Why is he here? I mean, you Why do we need his thoughts on Kid Cudi? You're because kind of his doppelganger. Oh, what? <laughs> Why? Just kind of just the, the pale skin, the dark hair, expressive brows. At least I can grow facial hair when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You got me there, guy. You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> like I just you savagely dunked on Timothy <laughs> Shell. At least I can grow facial hair. I just don't understand why we need so much Chalamet all the time. Oh, it distresses me so much. So much. All roads lead to Chalamet. All roads lead to Chalamet. It's like Calvary, but Chalamet. Oh, God. Anyway, so, so he's yeah. in the Kid Cudi documentary. He was in the Kid Cudi documentary, which is on Saturday. I had to suffer through two and a half hours of his fucking mug on Wednesday I mean, when I saw Dune. Maybe you shouldn't Dune. have gone to see Dune <laughs> if you didn't want to see Timothy Chalamet. He is Paul. But he is yeah, Paul. But I'd like to go back to perhaps a more... A more. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously, Ray? Because I think we should get back to talking about Space Daddy. You want to talk more about Oscar Isaac? I just want to know. I just want to know more. Tell me okay. more. Listen, we know my love for Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada runs I mean, very yes. deep. It runs very deep. As does everybody's. Mm-hmm. There's a global. Adoration. So well, we know my love for him runs deep, but my love for his wife runs deeper. Yes. And his wife is? Elvira Lind, famed documentarian. Danish. Danish. Tall, blonde, delightful, beautiful, beautiful angel. Yeah. Um, okay, so before I even get into the Oscar Isaac Dune conversation, because this is an Oscar Isaac Space Daddy conversation, we, we gotta start. We're going in chronological order here, of okay? His, well, because he started off as Space Baby. Space Baby. Well, I mean, he kind of started off like Space space Twunk, you know? <laughs> what we're referring to is his uh, his star-making turn in the Poe Dameron. Most recent installment of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Space Twunk. I, they knew what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, Oscar Isaac, he did have a main role. Or would you say it was a supporting role? No, it's a main yeah, role. I would say it's main. The first, I mean, Force Awakens, it's pretty minor. But as the, as the, tr- like, the trilogy develops, he becomes... Yes. Big. It's basically, and I mean, if you watch any interviews for the most recent trilogy of mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, it's basically just him being mad that Disney didn't pay him to kiss John Boyega. Exactly right. And you know what? I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so he, in the Star Wars movies, he's fun-loving. 
Oh yeah, he's a bit of a Free, rascal. Freewheeling. Yeah, he's, a he's, a, he's you know very like he's he's bringing a lot of Harrison Ford energy totally. like to that yeah, character. He's, he's kind of a he's kind of a a bit of a danger loving pilot. He's but that he's got character a heart of gold. that does things his own way and. His boss is mad at him at the end because he went against their orders, but they but can't worked. be mad at him because it worked. Yeah, and they're like, God, God that you son of fucking a, guy. You son of a bitch, it worked. Yeah, exactly. I tell you Except what. his boss is Carrie Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> the queen. The queen. Anyway, so for any Oscar Isaac space stuff, that's always kind of my jumping off point in my Maybe mind. is like, it could with... be Poe Dameron, and maybe it won't be. I don't know. We'll and see. This, I mean, he wasn't. No. He was... Duke Atreides. Yes. Which, I mean, I feel like the amount of content I've seen that's just people being like, this movie is about Oscar Isaac's beard. Is it is about Oscar Isaac's beard. Which is odd, again, considering the beard's only in about half of it. But but it's so powerful. It's, it just eclipses It's very, very powerful. And you know what? And that's he's good. Just, this is what we deserve. He's looking good. He's he's looking pensive. Which is, he's got the, the brow for being pensive. Oh, he definitely has the brow for being pensive. Yeah, which we love. Are you going to blend? Yes, I'm oh. going to blend. I'll, let's uh, let's listen to some spicy hold music oh. while you blend. Thank you. So that we don't, I don't know, shatter the eardrums of everybody listening. She tick. She real tick. Blend it up. Yes. Are we are we live? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. The pressure's on. Um, <laughs> okay, we're back. The dressing is blended, so we've Looks emulsified. Our egg yolks, our lemon juice, and our parm with um, a little bit of olive oil, but mm -hmm. then also some neutral oil, which right. is what the recipe calls for a bit of both. So I use canola oil. Sometimes I use vegetable oil. It just depends on which one I have on depends hand. Depends on the mood. Just depends on how I'm feeling. You know? Yeah, you got to respect that. Um, and so the point of emulsifying them together, and I, again, not a visual medium, I used a hand blender. It does look really, it's like a nice super pale yellow like color. glossy, yeah. Yeah, it is glossy. So blending together the oils with the egg yolks brings it to that really nice thick consistency. It smells. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna add a little bit of salt and pep, and then we should be just about ready to Here's dress the, uh, the oh, salad. Oh wait, you got salt? You want this salt? That's salt. Uh, oh, we're gonna use kosher salt, thank what you. What is this? Is this sugar? Uh, no, it's uh, just fine sea salt. Oh, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Not all of my salts are labeled, unfortunately. Wow. I know. What would Allison say? I don't... She said she had, like, old beans in her cupboard once. So oh, was... well then. She can't say anything. I've decided. Man, I think I would fully, like... My soul would leave my body if I found out Allison Roman listened to this podcast. Oh my she god! She listens to us struggle through making a meal. Yep. I mean, <laughs> she could listen to last week's episode and know that it was her own recipe, which would be even more stressful. I feel. What? We made Egyptian spinach last week. Oh my god! <laughs> cut, cut this out. <laughs> no. No. Not funny. All right. Yeah. What were we talking about again? Dune. <laughs> Listen, I'd say at this point, we put the kale in the dressing. We see where the road takes us. We were basically... We were talking about Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Oscar yeah. Isaac. Yeah. So, his character in Dune is a lot more serious 
than in Star Wars. Well, okay. Is it is it a like inside Lewin Davis level serious where he's just sad? Yeah. Oh. Okay. He's sad and stoic the whole time. Okay. And remember I said everybody's playing the same note. Right. Yeah. Sad. He's stoic. not the exception to this. No. Ooh, and then our wine. Yes, we haven't I'm, even gotten to our wine. I'm yet. very excited to see what you've picked for today. Excellent. Um, actually, no. I think we're gonna we're gonna dress the salad in batches because there's quite a lot of kale. Well, crispy. And the kale is super curly. I'm really happy. I don't Catch like all that wilty looking kale. So. Okay. There we go. It's all in the bowl. I like that colander. Thank you. It's from Ikea. <laughs> oh, and I've got the breadcrumbs. I've got the breadcrumbs. So um, I honestly, when it comes to all my salads, and this is something specific for kale, I always hand dress them just because kale is a very fiber. Like, I think we talked about this on the Ribolita episode. But kale is very, very fibrous. fibrous. And when you hand massage your olive oil or your dressing or what have you into it, you do break down the fibers a bit, which makes them a little easier to chew. A little bit more tender. Isn't that appetizing? <laughs> Want to make your kale easier to chew? But it's... Massage it. Is, it. it is nice, though, like a massage mm -hmm. kale salad. You get, like, it's like the perfect level of chewy. And also, don't even get me started on how sometimes you get a Caesar salad at the restaurant and they don't properly distribute the dressing. Oh, yeah, and it's just clumped on, like, half a So you think me. half of it's really saucy and then the other half's really dry or vice versa. Like, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. I say my hand's, like, half deep in the salad. <laughs> You're splattered with salad dressing. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> they should take note. Mm -hmm. Although it does look real good. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, these are so crispy. So crispy. The breadcrumbs. All right, I think that's enough kale. Just gonna rinse my hands quickly. Uh -huh. Covered in dressing. <laughs> clear, covered in dressing. Uh, clear, clear on the dressing. <laughs> Neither of us clearly. I have ever worked in a hospital <laughs> no. or I don't know wherever else people need to say clear about stuff. Yep. Clear on the dressing. Clear on the dressing. All right, Delane. Okay. Why don't you sauce some of those breadcrumbs on there? Yeah, you want them all? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't hold back. Beauty. I gotta say I'm quite proud of those. A little, little bit of extra. Oh, parmesan on the top of that. Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Parmesan. And get our tongs here. Perfect. And uh, wouldst thou like some freshly cracked black pepper on top of that? I wouldst. I wouldst. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. Oh, well, ain't that just beautiful? What, All right. What's we got to drink today? Well, we are going to be... So I did have to look up... Sorry. No, I didn't mean that in like a stressed kind of way, but it was just more... Um, Caesar salad is a difficult food to pair wine with, mm -hmm. just because um, anchovies are really hard to pair wine with. Okay, fair. It's hard to, you know, fit, fish It's oily, salty, but like very, very flavorful. So sometimes it can be a little more difficult. Um, what I ended up going with for us was a new addition to the wine shop that I work at, mm -hmm. a lovely South African Chenin Blanc. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so Chenin Blanc is actually related to a very famous grape that I would have to assume almost everybody has heard of at one point or another. That grape is called Chardonnay. Let me look at that label. That is like friggin' spectacular. Thank you. It, I say those? as if I designed it, I did not. Yeah, but it's really cool though. 
Swartland Reign of Terror. Yep. <laughs> the okay. Reign of Terror. There's maybe sheep, would have been a bit more with guillotines wearing suits and also and also mashing grapes with their mashing grapes with their feet. Yep. You know what? I, that intersection is really fun. So our Chenin Blanc, we are going to get into the tasting of it in just a moment here. But um, yes, Chenin Blanc is a cousin grape to Chardonnay. So it's also a more full-bodied white wine grape that typically is grown in more warmer climates, mm -hmm. which is why South Africa definitely, I think, produces, at least I've seen the most Chenin Blancs coming out of South Africa. Um, it's a warm climate. Grown in France. Actually, um, Lightfoot and Wolfville, mm -hmm. who produced the Shoy Reba wine we did with our Orzo Alimon. Yes, delicious. They are also growing and producing their own single varietal Chenin, which is Ooh. where I first came across that grape when I worked for them. And it was so tasty. It's just, it's medium bodied enough to have a lot of its own flavorful characteristics, but mm. it's not too dry and it's not too sweet. Okay. Um, the best Chenin Blanc I ever tried tasted like a buttered slice of sourdough sounds spectacular yeah i was real real happy with that <laughs> uh yeah i think uh, i liked it i think i liked I it i think i liked um, it i'm actually glad i'm gonna get you to open the bottle because it's a twist cap and i got weak little hands <laughs> so i got this oh crispy thank you allow me oh yes my leash garçon thank you oh it's a nice, like, and almost like kind pale, of a bright yellow, eh? Yeah, pale straw. Okay. Oh, it's fragrant. Can you smell it already? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love something with a strong nose. So, um, with this one in particular, so this is a 2021 vintage, which means that the grapes would have been harvested earlier this year. So, it hasn't... Um, hasn't spent too much time aging, so it is going to be a younger Chenin. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, should have, what's it saying here? Oh, so it's unoaked. My apologies. Oh. So actually, that's very interesting then that it would have a bold Are they nose because unoaked. Maybe I just got a big whiff as I was no, pouring it. No, could be, could be. But um, unoaked means that we haven't forks. spent any time in the barrel. So the wine hasn't, hasn't aged in a barrel. Just went straight from Normally, that's what gives like a white wine a bit more of a stronger scent. Um, Swirling it. Oh, wow. That's very nice. Smells really good. Mm -hmm. Wine of origin, Swartland. I, it's got to be Schwartzland. Sh Schwartzland. Schwartzland doesn't sound. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll Google it later. It smells like cooked fruit on the palate, like maybe like a tropical fruit. I'm just trying to put pineapple. my finger on pineapple. Yeah, maybe a little bit of passion fruit. Papaya. I'm Ooh, just, yeah, it could be papaya. papaya, or even like a like a peachy, like a really ripe peach. It's nice. It's pretty like. That smell is pretty mild. Yeah. Can you try it now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's already down the hatch. Mom, can we try it now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, that is buttery. That is creamy. That fills my mouth. Oh my god. That goes That's down. That's so nice. Wow. Ooh, there's no like. Sometimes you get that real bright aftertaste with a white wine, and there's none of that. No, nothing too sharp on this. It's just. It's creamy and delicious. Mm. And it's going to go real well with our creamy and delicious salad. <laughs> we forgot forks. <laughs> End the podcast now. <laughs> we'll have to go up our to separate the, ways from here. Up to the kitchen. Here we go to get our forks. Our last journey. So 
I mean, is that a pretty popular kind of wine? Chenin Blanc, uh, I mean, I've definitely come across it in almost every wine store I've worked at, but it's not one that people are inherently very familiar with, okay. which is odd just because Chardonnay is so popular and oh, yeah. so well known. But usually as soon as you let people know that it is um, a grape that's related to Chardonnay, mm -hmm. it becomes a little easier for them to imagine what it could taste like. Okay. I really like it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I mean, if the branding alone had <laughs> gotten me in with yes. the... Yes. Uh, we will definitely share a picture of the label to the pod. making Because it's, it's really something. It is. There's a lot to, uh, a lot to take in, and I like that. Mm -hmm. A lot to digest. <laughs> a lot to digest. A lot to digest between sheeps and jackets making wine and also one with a guillotine. All right, Wow, dude. that's really yummy. Here we go. I'm excited. A little salad. A little Thank salad you. pour vous. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, dense. Real, real dense. I hope they can hear the kale. It's like nice and... Uh, yeah, you can literally hear it bending in half when yeah. you spear it with your fork. Mmm. Mm -mm. How is it so good? <laughs> Freaking phenomenal. And the breadcrumbs. Do you feel like you're missing something because they're not regular nope. croutons? No, it's even better because they're distributed. I personally don't like croutons. Okay. This, I can get on board with. I'm they're so happy. Toasty. They're ooh. just a little bit. Getting that anchovy umami right at the end All there. All right. Oh, yeah. I could put down a whole bunch of this, which I already <laughs> knew because I've had it, but like. Mm -hmm. You strike again with the sea sal. Thank you so much. It well, thank you to Suli and Chris Morocco for coming up with this recipe that I then co-opted into my own. It's <laughs> so good though. All right, and then a mm. follow-up sip with the Shannon. Oh yeah. <clears throat> good it literally pick. just makes this taste even more smooth and buttery. It does. They like make each other taste smoother and butterier. Oh man. It's a feedback loop of smooth and buttery. Yes. I mean, and that's the loop I want to die in. Then let's go. <laughs> then let's go. Freaking see you next week. I mean, off we go into the abyss of smooth and buttery. We'll catch you guys then. Adios.